This podcast is intended as entertainment for grown-ups and to spread awareness of 826LA, a nonprofit writing and tutoring center for children ages 6 to 18. For a full schedule of 826LA's events and programs, including the Echo Park Time Travel Mart, visit 826LA.org. And now, here's the host of the Dead Authors Podcast, Mr. H.G. Wells. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. H.G. Wells here, your host for another installment of the Dead Authors Podcast. Ah, I can hear some of you already. How on earth did Wells know I was listening to this in the afternoon? He must have traveled forward in time to observe my behavior. Well, of course I didn't. Have you taken leave of your senses? The time machine is the single greatest scientific tool in recorded history. If I'm going to use it for podcast audience research, I might as well hang my wet laundry on the blasted thing as if it were a generously upholstered Bowflex machine. No, I merely selected that afternoon greeting at random, knowing that I had a decent chance of blowing at least one third of your minds. And for the other two thirds of you listening in the morning or evening who are upset at being left out of my little parlor trick, I cheerfully invite you to go cry about it. And speaking of frustrated tears, it's no secret that Hollywood has struggled for years in its attempts to accurately depict time travel. And as one who is, himself, a noted chronological excursionist, I can tell you that their efforts have been so spectacularly misguided they could well be classified as Jules Vernian. Harsh words, I know, but honestly, traversing the swirling vastness of time and space in a sports car, a telephone kiosk, a hot tub, for pity's sake. Now, I assure you, dear listener, on the topic of that film, there is no bigger fan than I of John Cusack, and the cameo from beloved 1980s cinema mainstay William Zabka was nothing short of a feast for the senses, but I simply cannot endorse the science as well as the fiction of that film. Never mind the fact that you'd have bacteria-infested water sloshing all about from your journey start to its conclusion, the bit where the energy drink spills into the wiring of the hot tub and somehow propels it 30 years backwards in time? That codswallop wouldn't stand up to even the mildest of peer review processes. Now, I'm all for a bit of fun, but please, Hollywood, let's reserve the hot tub for its intended uses only, relaxation and after a thorough scrubbing, the preparation of large quantities of boiled vegetables. And speaking of boiled vegetables, our guest for Chapter 7 of the Dead Authors Podcast is Sir P.G. Woodhouse. Enjoy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I forgot how to hold a pipe. Yes, well, I, I should tell our, uh, our audience that uh, uh, you're a very long-lived gentleman, and uh, you are at uh, uh, the time of my whisking you away in my time machine. You are in your 90s. Yes, I was on my deathbed when you scooped me up. <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, realize you knew. Yes, I was, well, I sensed it. One does, doesn't yes. one, yes. I was surrounded by loved ones, and now I'll die here in a room full of futuristic strangers. Well, no, yes. I, I can promise you, Mr. Woodhouse, you will yes. not die... Uh, you will not die here, I promise you that. Well, well that's good to know. Reassuring. Well, I hope so. And pl- I have a death wish, you know. Oh, is that so? Yes, that's why I often walk along the docks by the Thames in the rough areas. <laughs> even, this, even this late in life? Yes, yes. Uh, it's not a very committed death wish. But <laughs> I always, yeah, I usually wear something very visible, though. Mm. Oh, I'm <laughs> well, confused. Now, is that to is that to attract uh, ne'er do wells, or is it to uh, avoid getting hit by large machines? Well, it, both actually. <laughs> the idea of being killed by a large machine operated by a ne'er do well <laughs> is not entirely abhorrent to me. Best of both worlds. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, but um, but I appreciate you being here and. Not being familiar with some of the terms you were using earlier, I feel still, I feel certain I'm a Zoom person. I do. You may very well be, you may very well be. Actually, I had (laughs) it. Zoom was the name of Jeeves's Lhasa Apso. It was that so? It was in a discarded story of mine. Absolutely, yes. Yes. Come here, Zoom. Come here soon. 
Zun was deaf and never responded. <laughs> oh, it's rather, Very terrible story. Absolutely, rather, rather a tiresome character for, yes. for a short story. Very, yes. uh, wisely edited out. Yes, absolutely. Uh, no, uh, uh, I almost called you Mr. Woodhouse, but it's it's Sir Woodhouse, isn't it? Oh, well, I forget myself sometimes. You, yes, you were you were eventually uh, knighted uh, long after you'd uh, you'd emigrated to uh, to the United States, and uh, uh, you you were uh, not well enough to attend the uh, the ceremony yourself. So your wife accepted it on, on your behalf. But uh, congratulations, uh, belated congratulations to you. Thank you very much. I would often bring it up loudly in hotel lobbies. <laughs> Hoping to get a bit on the side, you know what I mean? I think I follow. You but most people didn't seem to be very impressed by that in the States, you know. Really? I, I, that surprises me. I would think that... Uh, Some of the yawns were very aggressive. They'd <laughs> be like, oh, really? I'd say, yes, I'm a knight. And they'd expect me to clank about in armor or something. <laughs> Well, they're very literal people here yes, in, uh, yes, in exactly. the States, yes. No, no offense. No, no. <laughs> Quite all right. Well, so Woodhouse, I, I wonder if you might uh, favor us with a, a reading from one of your works. Would that be possible at all? Oh, yes. I can't believe I forgot it backstage. Oh, that's <laughs> quite all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> really, uh, <laughs> the one thing you asked me to do. That's well, well, I, I, I don't believe, like to think of it that way. I believe there's a quote here on this <laughs> don't know this Wikipedia thing don't know about that let's see there was one uh, yes well apparently not I'll tell you what why don't you just I did uh, have I did plagiarize a few quotes oh is so. that so well we'd love yes. to hear anything you've got like Alexander Walcott said Everything worth doing in life is either immoral, illegal, or fattening. <laughs> that was something I often claimed as my own. I also <laughs> yes. heard something that was later done by a rap group named Public Enemy. Is that so? Yes. Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. Oh, was that, is that one of yours? Yes, not the Elvis that they were referring to. No, no. Another, another character from Jeeves and Wooster. Yes, this it was this chipmunk. <laughs> he had a dog named Zoon, a chipmunk named Elvis, <laughs> and a wide variety of other menagerastic characters. Yes. I just invented a word. <laughs> I think it's I'm taken so already. So sorry, I forgot the the reading. That's quite all right. We I would have killed some time. We won't. We, we won't. <laughs> I well could pop back and get one really quickly. No, that's, that's what... Do you actually have I, some I have stage? a couple, I think. I wasn't sure if that was a clever ruse. No, no, I have it, I have it in my back. I, I'd be happy to vamp, as they say, if oh. you <laughs> just, just yes. pop back and I'll check your I'll get a couple backpack. quick ones. I'll, I'll go much faster than I came in. Yes. <laughs> God, Godspeed, so, so what else? Godspeed. Well, we're off to a cracking start. 94-year-old man has to hustle it back to the green room to get his printouts of his <laughs> of his short stories. This is going to be exciting. It only happens every other show. I think it's uh, this is not unprecedented. I believe this has happened before. Um, I believe uh, Dorothy Parker also forgot uh, forgot her uh, her works backstage, but she was drunk. <laughs> oh, I hear him coming. Footsteps approaching. Yes, here we go. Yes. In full disclosure, I'm drunk myself. Oh, is that so? Uh, let's see. What's, what's your poison? Uh, typically a, a homemade gin that I make partly in the bathtub. <laughs> and uh, I'm too drunk to remember. Uh, let's see. But it definitely starts in the bathtub. Yes, and typically ends up in violence. <laughs> let's see. Well, let's see here. I've got a, here's a few quotes from my, some miscellaneous quotes from various of my books. Absolutely. Here's one. She looked as if she'd been poured into her clothes and forgotten to say when. <laughs> That's one. Not bad, not bad yes. at all. Here's another one. 
I could see that, if not actually disgruntled, he was far from being gruntled. <laughs> There's mm. one for the... That's a way homo. You get it on the way home. <laughs> Here's another one. Freddy experienced the sort of abysmal soul sadness which afflicts one of Tolstoy's Russian peasants when, after putting in a heavy day's work, strangling his father, beating his wife, and dropping the baby in the city's reservoir, <laughs> he turns to the cupboards only to find the vodka bottle empty. <laughs> Pretty dark stuff. Dark, dark stuff. Here's another one. I know I was writing stories when I was five. I don't know what I did before that. Just loafed, I suppose. <laughs> oh, such modesty. Here's one more. If there's one thing I dislike, it's the man who tries to air his grievances when I wish to air mine. <laughs> yes, and then most of the rest of the stuff is more in the public enemy vein. <laughs> Certainly. Fight the power. Nine one one, sort of a. Oh, it's a joke. Sort of a joke, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Now uh, you have inspired many people. Um, Thank you. You have a great many admirers uh, uh, throughout uh, throughout the years. Uh, uh, journalist and writer Christopher Hitchens commented, "There is not and never will be anything to touch him." Very nice to hear. Although he also said women weren't funny, so he can go to blazes. Well. <laughs> He's, I, I believe he's about to very soon. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, well, no. Oh, you might I'm see him on this stage before too long. But I'm very flattered. I'm very flattered by him, and I appreciate that chance to pander to the females in the audience. Oh, indeed. <laughs> Never miss an opportunity. No, no, it's, it's what I live for. Well, uh, you had uh, so you have had many. Right? There were contemporaries of yours, such as uh, uh, Kipling and Evelyn Waugh, were uh, were great admirers of yours. How did that feel? Were you were you gratified by this uh, this uh, admiration of of your peers? I was. Thank you, Kipling. Oh, what a wonderful writer, eh? I always liked his just so stories. How the leopard got its spots. Mm -hmm. How the rhino got his horn. And the, of course, the discarded stories, like how the monkey got its groove back. No, yes, exactly. <laughs> Didn't never understood that term. <laughs> or how it didn't even make sense in the context of the story. Yes. There's another one. How the rat got its little rat penis. <laughs> Very distasteful story. And hardly unique to the rat. No, it seems <laughs> seems a great many of God's creatures. Yes, uh, it's like narrow it down a bit, Rudyard. <laughs> But he wonderful, but it was nice to have flattering, you know, flattering words from others. I think it's always nice to hear, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> what more yes. can you say, really? Yes. Now, let me ask you just uh, some questions that I that I do enjoy asking uh, fellow writers. Um, uh, what inspires you? What what is it that, that makes you write? You know, you have all these uh, these wonderful fanciful characters over the years. These uh, these wonderful uh, English twits running around being uh, uh, twits and just uh, uh, twitting it up all over the place. What uh, what uh, what was the inspiration for these characters? Well, a lot of people think it's based on people I grew up with. I thought that. Yes, but I actually grew up in New Jersey. Is that so? Yes. I, this is all an affectation. <laughs> Big phony accent. What? No, I'm just kidding. I, I grew up in upper class, and, and um, the people around me were, I found, rather amusing, even though they often bullied me. Oh, is that so? Yes, they would surround me, get me down, kick me, until they saw that I enjoyed it. <laughs> and then in, they began to squirm judgmentally. As and I does. had to go pay for my abuse in a parlor somewhere. <laughs> this was as a child? <laughs> no, this is later on. Oh, I see. We've, we've jumped forward in time. Yes. I my, see, I my wife was unconditionally loving, and I needed to find aggressive discipline elsewhere. <laughs> so it was down to the S&M clubs of Whitechapel. <laughs> there were far more than you'd imagine. Well, have you seen any, any filmed adaptations of your works? I've seen... Um, There's a few out there. 
I've only seen the pornographic versions. <laughs> Those are rare, aren't yes, they? They're hard yeah. to find, but, but if you know where to look. Yes, and I always do. <laughs> yes, it's amazing, though, that they, um, they managed to keep all my original dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> they just added the hardcore sexual intercourse. Yes, of yeah. course, some of my novels were rather bawdy, eh? <laughs> no, no, no. In fact, some of them involve the delivery of a pizza. <laughs> with extra sausage. Oh, it all makes sense yes, now. Yes, the, the woman never had cash to pay for the pizza. <laughs> had to use the barter system of sexual favors. <laughs> Rather cliche now, but I was fresh when I came up oh, with indeed. it. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Now, as, as a child, you attended various boarding schools, and between the ages of 3 and 15 years, you saw your parents for barely six months in total. Yes. Now, what was that like? Just a child out there on your own in these strange places? Yes, they would often move without telling me. <laughs> is that so? Rather hard on a young boy's self-esteem. And sometimes when I'd arrive, I'd see them in the window, and I'd knock, and they'd pretend not to be there and lie down on the floor. <laughs> and so I'd dig in. Usually, because we had no cement foundation. Oh, you, you mean you I tunnel, would dig into the hole, tunnel in. <laughs> probably easier ways of getting in, but I was an uncreative child. <laughs> yes, they were terrible people. <laughs> no, I'm slandering the dead. You should get them in your time machine, and we could work this out therapeutically. Well, uh, <laughs> so we haven't done that before, but I'm not saying no to it. It's that not, sounds not nice, a bad yes. idea. Sounds fun. All right, yes, we'll, we'll give it a go. I mean, is there anything, uh, can you give us just a preview of things you'd like to say to them if you were to confront them? Uh, let's see. Why? <laughs> not, not a bad start. Yes. And that, that applies to so many situations. <laughs> why did this happen? Why did that happen? Also, why are you wearing each other's clothes? <laughs> yes, they switched. <laughs> My father looked far better in a Victorian nightgown than my mother. My mother looked sporting in his hunting jacket. <laughs> of course, she only hunted servants. Oh, is that so? Yes, no animals. She'd let the servants get a 50-yard head start and then go at them with the double-barreled shotgun. She killed three of them. The beekeeper was especially scattered. <laughs> you had your own beekeeper? Oh, yes, several. The head beekeeper was faster than the assistant beekeeper. <laughs> Managed to get over the wall before the shotgun pellets hit it. Who would you count as your most superfluous servant? Hmm. <laughs> Probably the donkey tickler. <laughs> yes. My father, for some reason, thought it amusing to see the donkey giggle. <laughs> he would say, go out and tickle my donkey. The donkey tickler, even though it was giving him employment, found the whole thing rather ridiculous. <laughs> yes, I think my voice is getting younger as I speak. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're revisiting these old yes, times. Yes, yes, you're right. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for justifying of my course. lack of character stabilization. But of no, but of course. That's why, I, I, what, what other kind of host would I be otherwise? Yes, yes. you're very gracious. Well, very I, I should hope so. Uh, now, this is a rather a, a, a potentially a delicate uh, subject, but uh, during the, the Second World War, um, you lived in, uh, in France, uh, and uh, rather than returning to England once uh, England had declared war on Germany, uh, you stayed there in France and uh, led many people to uh, assume that you were a, a collaborator. Well, you were, you were interred in a, in a, uh, a POW ca camp um, uh, by the Germans and then uh, released... Eventually, even though the Geneva Convention states that it was your time to be released, some people said you bargained with the Germans to uh, to be released because you stayed there in, in fr yes, France. Yes, yes. It doesn't look too good to hang about with Nazis, does it? it? Well, it not now. Not, not now. now. Yes. Oh, yeah. it's easy now. Yes, at the time, it was just the people I was around. Yes, you know. who's that? Oh, it's some Nazis. Yes. A.A. Uh, a. Milne was particularly... Yes, the author, of me. the author of Winnie the Pooh yes. uh, was very critical of, uh, of uh, uh, back, back in those days. And, uh, yes. If A.A. Milne were here right now, what would you say to him? Well, I'd, I'd apologize for leaving a tigger filled with knives on his porch. 
Yeah. I also sent him an exploding Eeyore. Uh, unfortunately, it killed his beekeeper. I don't know why the beekeeper was receiving packages. Yes, he was going, getting above his station, wasn't yes. he? It's not, yes, not Cla- for him to do. That's a suitable penalty for breaking his class. <laughs> yes. That tigger filled with knives was very disturbing looking, though. I'm sure. I'm just picturing it right now. It's, oh, uh, yes. Giving me the heebie jeebies. Yes, it was very not. Tiggers aren't meant to have knives in them. No, I don't believe that was in the original text. No, no. no. Kanga and Rule, now there's two that court violence. <laughs> in the stories, always seem to be looking for, well, what I look for down by the docks. <laughs> Who knows what they're concealing in those pouches? Yes, marsupials are a conniving little lot. Cowardly, superstitious lot. Oh, oh, I once had a possum sneak up on me. At least I think he was sneaking up on me. I turned around and he looked he looked right in my eyes. Like Like possums do. Yes. yes. And then he scurried away. But I later found he had my cufflinks in his pouch. Oh, that's terrible. Yes. I don't I don't know what he could have possibly bartered for them with other possums. I don't know why they would want to have sporty cuffs. Perhaps this possum had uh, <laughs> wanted to buy Christmas gifts for its mate. Yes, yes. The mate had sold its cuffs to... <laughs> now the story makes total sense. <laughs> Bit of an O. Henry affair. Oh, here's another quote of mine, if you don't oh, mind. Oh, well, me, why not? There is only one cure for gray hair. It was invented by a Frenchman. It's called the guillotine. That's rather grim. Yes, that was before Grecian formula and all the other things. Rather extreme remedy for gray hair. We, we may be after Grecian formula right now. Yes, I don't <laughs> exactly. know if that's still. Yes, they don't sell that. I don't How did I even know about it? You fell right there in the pocket. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, uh, you, you eventually did move to, uh, 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 to New York City. You, s- you, uh, you uh, lived in Greenwich Village for a while. How did you find Greenwich Village back then? Very bohemian, mm. of course. I smoked a lot of opium. Oh, you did? Yes, <laughs> you yes. Did. So you embraced the, uh, the bohemian lifestyle. Yes, there. well, I actually imported some Chinese opium traders from San Francisco to Greenwich Village at great expense. I'm sorry, you, you imported the, the opium traders, these, uh, these people. They were people who betrayed opium. They betrayed opium? Opium. Not traders, traders. Oh, traitors. People who lure opium into thinking they're on their side and then... <laughs> oh, nothing worse than an opium trader. <laughs> That's a terrible joke, I'm sorry. No, no it's... A- it's it's certainly in keeping with uh, you have these uh, these very uh, these very uh, uh, complex uh, uh, and intricate plots in all your in all your stories. Is that what is it about that? Uh, uh, how did you develop that style? What was it that led you to that? Uh, just the, the, the sort of uh, uh, sort of a mousetrap, uh, uh, Rube Goldberg sort of. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. No, it's all right. Actually, I usually would just dream the stories word for word. And w- wake up and write them down, like Keith Richards wrote Satisfaction. <laughs> I shouldn't know that either. Well, no, wait, I died. You should, absolutely. Yes, I died ten... I'm, I'm, I don't know when I died. <laughs> you know it's coming soon. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you I certainly... forgot when I lived. Yes, you were able to see the Rolling Stones. Did you ever see the Rolling Stones live? Yes, with Brian Jones. Oh, back in the... the yes. That's when they were good. Before he drowned. Yes. I was at that party. Is that so? Yes. No one knows why he drowned in the pool, but I do. Well, well this uh, now, if, if you don't mind, Sir PG, this could be uh, quite a scoop if you were to tell uh, our audience uh, and, and the listeners, uh, how did Brian Jones end up in that pool? Well, I said, come here, Brian, I want to hear you play the sitar. And then I hit him with a brick. What? <laughs> Not Story. a very clever no, ruse. It, it didn't... I could have hit him with a brick without saying anything. 
I did expect rather more twists and turns to that tale yes. than just the one. Yes, the, tr the truth is I wanted to replace him in the stone. Is that so? Yes, but they went with Mick Taylor. No, so you fancied yourself a, a rock and roller back in the, back in those uh, in those times? Oh yes, I had a Les Paul, the actual Les Paul, the the person. <laughs> I, and um, well, it was a rather silly fantasy of mine, when, but I did briefly play with Big Brother and the Holding Company. Is that so? <laughs> yes. And other bands no one cares about. <laughs> but well, there's yes. Janis, Janis Joplin uh, yes, sang yes. with them as well. Is this around the same time? Did you yes. have a duet? Janis and I had a brief affair at the Chelsea Hotel. <laughs> yes, she was quite a wounded soul, and I preyed on that vulnerability. <laughs> oh. I hope I'm not harpooning my reputation. No, you can say whatever you like. It's, it's your reputation to harpoon, yes, sir. Yes, I suppose so. I've you let it all hang out. Now's the time. If, if not now, then when? That's true. I, I, I've got so many skeletons in my closet, metaphorically and literally. Oh, literally how many would you say you have? Mm, upwards of 47. Is that... <laughs> Ooh, a lot of people would kill for that sort of closet space. Yes. <laughs> closet big enough to house yes. 47 skeletons. Yes, they were hard to shove in there. Some broke apart like brittle, brittle chickens. Some were brittle chickens. Some were beekeepers. The donkey, the donkey tickler was a particular... He put up quite a fight. But he did. All those, all those years of uh, tickling donkeys has probably built up a good <laughs> strong yes. arm. Oh, yes. His, his forearms were like Popeyes. <laughs> you know, you, you, you were married. You had a, uh, you had a, a, a stepdaughter. Yes. Um, uh, uh, you didn't have any biological children. But it's, uh, you had mumps as a child and perhaps uh, you had been rendered sterile. Did you, did you regret not having any children of your own? Well, not really. I was afraid they'd end up murdering people as I did. What? <laughs> Since I'm a... Murdering is a genetic trait. Oh, I didn't realize. Ironically, my, my stepdaughter still ended up a murderer. Just from observing me. How, how many people would you say she murdered? Just one. Still counts, though. Yes. <laughs> you only she have to murder one person to be considered a murderer. Yes. She, she murdered the investigator who'd come to investigate my murders. <laughs> Did it just to save me? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice how family sticks together. Yes. Now you became a United States uh, United States citizen in 1955. What was that? Uh, what was that like? Uh, you, you sort of uh, uh, you renounced your your, your British uh, citizenship. What was uh, what was the impetus to become an American? What was it about America that made you say, "I'm going to do it. I'm going to become an American citizen"? Chili dogs. <laughs> yes. D don't have chili dogs in England. And of course, I could import the dogs and the chili to England, but it's not the same. No, they don't travel well. No, they don't. No, they really don't. Uh, have you ever eaten an exported chili dog? Oh, it's terrible. Oh. So you can tell right away. Yeah. You know, it's the bread. It's the bread in the bun. It is yes, the bread it's, in it's the, the bun. It's the water, you see, yes, that goes exactly. into the making of the, uh, of, the <laughs> of the bun. Exactly. That's how you can tell, yes. I was also... I, I always enjoyed other aspects of America... In addition like, to chili dogs. Yes. Like, oh, racism. <laughs> it's yeah. an aspect of America you enjoy. Yes, I would go through the deep south saying, I agree, I agree. But um, you, didn't, you didn't find you had plenty of that back in, uh, <laughs> back uh, in the UK. Oh, uh, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, there's no racism outside of America. <laughs> That's why it's so refreshing to come here and... Get a good jolt of bigotry. <laughs> no, I know. The thing is, I've, I'm prejudiced against groups most people don't pay much attention to. Oh, is that so? Yes, like people who are half Indonesian, half Swedish. <laughs> Very oh, specific. Mongrels. How, how many of them would you say that there are? I've run into nearly two. Yes. Oh, I formed a hate group just to persecute them. How how many people joined the hate group? 
<laughs> no one but me. Oh. It's a one-man hate group. Oh. <laughs> oh, just putting out the leaflets by myself was an exhausting task. I bet it was. It's a lot, a lot yeah. of shoe leather. Yes. Uh, These days, I'd start a website for my hate speak. It's so much easier to get hate yes, speech yes, out there is. these days. It is, yes. It's something the internet has given us for sure. All these other things I shouldn't know about. In a lot of... No, it's quite... A, look, I, I've shown you around a little bit. Yes, you've seen yes. a bit of the 21st century. So what, are, what are some of the things that you've enjoyed the most about the 21st century, about modern times? Well, I like those Real Housewives shows. <laughs> is that so? Yes. Do you, do you watch all of them or do you have your favorites? Well, sometimes I think I've seen all of them and a new one pops up. <laughs> like, I've always wanted to see... Let's see if we can name all of them. You have the, the original, the uh, Orange County. Yes. You have uh, the, uh, Atlanta. I think so. There's, um, <laughs> I think there's a uh, Prague. Uh, maybe, yes. I think, um, yes, they, they, that, was a, that didn't last long. They just sat around reading Unbearable Lightness of Being. That's right. <laughs> of course, the, the real... Not, not really catty enough. No. Well, it's very, it's a very quiet show with everyone reading the books. Yes, I, I think they should have a show about fake housewives, like men dressed as housewives that are clearly not real, <laughs> that just, e but are equally catty to each other. You can see why I wouldn't make a good television programmer. I, I suppose that's that solves the uh, the riddle of why no one's done that. Yes, yes, mystery solved. <laughs> that, was a, that was a close see. one. See if I have some other quotes here I could find. Uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, uh, policemen in your books, uh, people, figures, figures of authority, mm. uh, policemen, judges, um, they're, they're typically depicted as very threatening, uh, very scary, thuggish uh, uh, persons. Why, why is that? Was there something in your past that made these, uh, these uh, characters so terrifying to you? Well, the possibility that they discover all the murders oh, I've well, committed. Of course, <laughs> certainly. It's a foolish question, really. I do no, apologize. No, no, no. It's, it's quite all right. A lot of people wondered why there were so many thuggish, threatening law enforcement people in my books, and that was the main reason. So I always had a fear as I was digging a shallow grave that someone was noticing. <laughs> <laughs> Very dark stuff. <laughs> Listen to this quote. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. A melancholy-looking man, he had the appearance of someone who had searched for the leak in life's gas pipe with a lighted candle. <laughs> uh, very witty. Not, a, not one mention of murder. I always advise people never to give advice. Oh, clever stuff. Another subject that features strongly in the plots is uh, is alcohol. Of the characters, uh, yes, some of the major yes. characters uh, frequently uh, encounter bouts of tipsiness. Uh, what is it about alcohol? Are you a tipply yourself? Well, I would typically wake up in the morning and have a breakfast fifth. <laughs> just get to usually just pour it on my oatmeal. And then I would have a brunch fifth, and then a lunch half gallon <laughs> then break out the beer then go out to my homemade distillery really? br brush aside my latest victims <laughs> and have a mid-afternoon keg <laughs> I almost finished your sentence there for you <laughs> <I was laughs> thank you <laughs> what no. else could it be yes well I uh, you're right, what else could it be? But I, my family had an intervention for me. Oh, is that so? Yes, they said, if you don't stop drinking, we'll be upset. <laughs> what wasn't strong enough to work. It's typically English reserve, though. Yes. They said, please, please stop. Do stop, won't you? And I said, no. And they said, right, well, we tried. Uh, frequently in your, in your, in your stories, uh, the, the servants are, uh, are cleverer than the masters of the house. And, uh, yes, was, yes. This, was this a, a f 
was this a theme that came from a feeling that you had that that was often the case? Or, or, or in your mind, was it that uh, uh, this was a, a fanciful notion that, of course, uh, servants could never be cleverer than the masters? It's a good question. Thank I think um, I've always found servants to be much smarter than I am. I would sometimes play games of wits with my butler, like, let's play hide and seek. But there was no wit involved in no, that. No, that's not... I <laughs> <not laughs> don't know if I'd classify that that's as a game of wits. That's why he would scoff when I called it a game of wits. He would say, there's no wits involved in this, sir, and I would fire him on the spot for impudence. Then <laughs> I would go hide anyway. <laughs> what a pointless exercise. How long would you... When did you know when to come out of hiding? Oh, usually when I was weak from hunger. Or shaking from lack of alcohol. That's <laughs> when most games end, I find. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, um, Tom, just, just for a few more questions, then we're going to go to uh, questions from uh, out in the, in the great beyond there. Uh, um, the Smith stories, P-S-M-I-T-H, the Smith stories, uh, about an ingenious jack-of-all-trades with a charming, exaggeratedly refined manner. Where did that character come from? Plagiarism. Is that so? Yes. I found them fully written on my friend's desk. <laughs> I said, these look rather good. <laughs> Incidentally, his name was P.S. Smith. I claimed it was just a pseudonym I was using, but it was actually my friend who I ripped off. And wh what became of this P.S. Smith? Murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit him with my lunch keg. Empty at the time, I would imagine. No, fool. Well, <laughs> I got up some momentum and flung it with all my might. <laughs> Nearly took his head off. Oh, good times. <laughs> now, in a, uh, you might be surprised to find in 1975, Andrew Lloyd Webber made a musical. Uh, entitled Jeeves, uh, based on your work. So what do you think of that? A, a, a musical version of your characters prancing about there on the stage? I was always disappointed they weren't dressed as cats. <laughs> yes. Always thought that would be a, a great musical. Just all my characters, but dressed as cats, <laughs> leaping about <laughs> with highly stylized closing numbers. Yes. I never saw his production of Jeeves, but I did see the pornographic version. <laughs> You're a bit of a connoisseur of the, yes. the, the pornographic versions of your own works. It was a live pornographic version done in Amsterdam. Oh, yes, that's a sex show. Yes, there was a horse involved, <laughs> even though there was no horse in the original book, which is unusual for English countryside books. <laughs> that's true, that is true. Yes. It was the only horseless book I ever wrote. <laughs> so how strange to see it involved in a sexual scene. Did you feel that that <laughs> improved the story? The addition of the horse? It always does. <laughs> That's a rule of thumb going back to Socrates. It's as old as the horse itself. Yes, exactly. Uh, now, we're going to take some questions from uh, the social networking platform Twitter. Oh, right. Um, which I, I believe I briefed you uh, earlier what that is. Um, and uh, just to remind uh, those of you in the audience and those uh, uh, listening uh, in the beyond, uh, please do follow us on Twitter, at DeadAuthorPod, and then you can ask questions uh, of our authors, as, as we are about to do right now. Very well. So now we have, we have people who have uh, written in questions, uh, and they have various uh, colorful pseudonyms that uh, I will not attempt to read because uh, some of them are just, uh, it looks like someone has fallen asleep on a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, it uh, would be uh, yes. uh, demeaning to uh, both myself and my guest and uh, uh, to all of you to, uh, to attempt to replicate um, any sort of noise that those uh, collections of letters would make. So uh, After what I've revealed, it would be a tough task to demean me. Demean myself down into a pit of despair. Well, you ju you're just being honest. Yes, that's true. No crime in that. There's certainly a crime in everything else you've done. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> certainly no crime in being yes. honest. Um, what was the first question about Twitter itself? Well, what do you think uh, Jeeves and Bertie would think about Twitter if they were real and walking around and here? Hmm. I think they'd be deeply frightened and take their own lives. 
they wouldn't they'd be confused and probably kill each other in a bizarre murder-suicide pact. Well, they'd have to come up with it on the spot, I suppose. Yes, yes, let's and they what's would. What's that? Let's work this out. Jeeves, let's off ourselves. That's what I feel certain would happen. Then, of course, Jeeves, of course, bound by honor. He is the gentleman's gentleman. He yes. must, of course, comply. Exactly. Now, how do you think they would do it? Do you think that that uh, Bertie uh, Worcester would kill himself and, and uh, well, will kill Jeeves and then himself? Or do you think that Jeeves would have to do all of the work? I, I mean, obviously that's the way to go, right? If he's the, the, the servant in the, in the equation, then... I think Jeeves would kill his master with a, some sort of makeshift shank <laughs> and then climb into a car in a garage and die painlessly. <laughs> or, let's see... Let's really get to the bottom of this one. Yes, yes. I think they'd probably just take probably just take a overdose of some pharmaceutical that's come along in the recent years. I hope it <laughs> I, I at the very least I hope it would be served in some sort of fine crystal. Yes, of course it would. But it raises an in interesting uh, uh, question uh, the uh, is it right for, uh, is it proper for the, uh, for the servant to kill the master? Or is it a, a duty reserved? Can only the master kill himself? Is it, is it unseemly for a servant to do it? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Quote time. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. I, I, I press down the mental accelerator. The old lemon throbbed fiercely. I got an idea. That's terrible. This <laughs> no, doesn't make sense. Barely makes sense. What's the use of a great city having temptations if fellows don't yield to them? <laughs> That's true. That's why I like to go into Whitechapel and do what I do. Now, how do you feel about modern writers like Stephen Fry, Douglas Adams, and Terry Pratchett listing you as an influence? Oh, it's very flattering. Yes. I, I hope someday to be mentioned by Tyler Perry. <laughs> yes. Would you, would you like him to do an adaptation of one of your works? Yeah, I'd like to be called Tyler Perry's P.G. Woodhouse. Production, spot, directed, written... Produced and starring Tyler Perry <laughs> as Jeeves, Wooster, and everyone else, <laughs> including the female characters. So it's just, you might be conflating Tyler Perry with Eddie Murphy. He's not really a, a sort of clumps type person. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, he true. just plays the one lady in you're drag. You're right. You're yes. right. Yes. Yes. Look, don't don't challenge me on Tyler Perry info. No. <laughs> talking to a Tyler Perry super fan. Yes. Yes. Uh, here's, here's a thoughtful question from someone, surprisingly, on the internet. Uh, play fortune teller and tell me how people can write funny yet sincere prose in an age when irony mixes with mistrust. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> that's cleverer than anyone. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry, I've lost my train of thought <laughs> midway oh, through. As did all of us. Yeah. That was a very... <laughs> No, that very was a very, question. very smart, intelligent question. Um, no, I think the answer is yes. Fair play to yeah. Oh, here's another quote. Oh, 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 right. I hadn't the heart to touch my breakfast. I told Jeeves to drink it himself. <laughs> ah, yes. Referring again to the old alcoholism. <laughs> it hasn't changed. No, Just so you know, it's still the same. Yes. yes. Hope that's a comfort. Um, another one from Twitter. Why all the golf? Is golf a metaphor for life or sex or something? Golf is a metaphor for tennis. <laughs> oh, is that so? Yes. And vice versa. <laughs> so anytime you were writing about golf, you were really writing about tennis. Yes. When I was writing about croquet, I was writing about bisexuality. <laughs> Badminton was an allegory for the Nazis. <laughs> and I often played badminton with the Nazis. It was rather fun. The, they really enjoyed that light-hearted game. 
which surprised me because they're such cruel bastards. Well, it was like a good game of bad. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Genghis Khan would have loved it. Oh, dear. Uh, this is a, a, a bit of a cute question, uh, very precious. Mr. Woodhouse, if you could pick any monster for Jeeves and Worcester to meet, which one would it be? Sort of a variation on uh, the, the comedy team uh, Abbott and Costello, famous comedy duo, uh, made several uh, motion pictures in which they met various legendary monsters. Yes. I think it would be Elmo. <laughs> oh. Yes. He does qualify technically. He is a monster. Yes, yes, he's he's just adorable. He's an adorable little monster with a dark streak beneath. I can spot it in others. Of course. Wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me to find that Elmo has more skeletons than I. But he is a monster. A literal monster yes, and a psychopath. That's Grover, on the other hand, wears his heart on his sleeve. True. He's, what you see is what you get with Grover. I think that's why he's so admired. Yes, yes, yes very much so. <laughs> Cookie Monster. Mm. Now he's sh shilling health food. What's that about? It's true. Well, I, I suppose it's a, a bit um, poor planning, I suppose, in the, in the beginnings of Cookie Monster to, uh, to show to children, here's a monster who loves to eat cookies. He and by its very name, is handcuffed to that notion. Yes. <laughs> yes. It defines him. Yes, it defines, it defines who he him. Is. Uh, as surely as murder defines me. <laughs> that's why that's why the British press referred to me as murder monster. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Well, they didn't know it was me, but they knew there was a murder monster. Oh, I outside. see. I see. So there was <laughs> said murder monster strikes again. And I would have a quiet chuckle at home knowing it was me. Wife and the stepdaughter aware of all this murdering. No, well, obviously, your stepdaughter, of course, covered up. Just that one. I, but um, no, I, I hid it from them. And uh, hence my lack of incarceration. Let me ask you, um, uh, while I have you here, uh, could you tell me which were your, your most justified murder and your least justified murder? Like, who really deserved it and who was one you'd take back if you could? Well, let's see. Most justified was when I killed one of the Nazis. Sure, he, absolutely. He, but it was in a rage when he beat me at badminton. Oh! <laughs> so so was it, it wasn't really justified. The least justified was the donkey tickler. <laughs> he was just doing his job, tick, tickling away. And I s snuck up behind him. Well, please do go on. I pushed another donkey on top of him. <laughs> well, that's right, because they're all there in a row. Yes. Yes. The poor donkey was grief-stricken <laughs> that he played a part in the donkey tickler's life. He, the donkeys love being tickled, you know. Yes, they do. Well, that's uh, Just as they are so sensitive to tickling, they're also very sensitive to un being unwitting accomplices to murder. Yes. Accessories after the fact, yes. as they were charged. That's why... <laughs> And, yes. and hanged by the neck until dead, yes, I would imagine. Yes. They're very sensitive creatures, donkeys. That's yes. why they're called nature's humans. They are. Their mistake. <laughs> exactly. Their mistake was trying to defend themselves in court. Oh, that's where you always go wrong as a donkey. Yes, yes. Being your own attorney. Yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. Just one final question. Uh, you, your last book, uh, the book you are currently working on, Sunset at Blandings, uh, we will only know it as an unfinished uh, work. Uh, knowing very little about it, can you tell us uh, how does it end? With the apocalypse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My very first apocalyptic novel. Yes. Blandings is overrun by zombies. <laughs> is that so? Yes. The sunset is a metaphor for the human race going down slowly to zombie, to the zombie menace. Have you ever seen a zombie? Not, not in person, no. Oh, I, I dabble in voodoo, you know. No, I, this is yes. news to me. I had no idea. If you don't s sow salt into the mouth of a Haitian, you can resurrect them. <laughs> and my donkey tickler was Haitian. 
I raised him up. And then he <laughs> tried to eat my brain. Oh, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> it was, I had it coming, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone would argue. No, no, I brought it on myself. Yes. Uh, now, uh, just one final question. Is there anything in, uh, in, uh, here in 2011 or at any point in history you'd like to see before returning to your own time? We could go, we could go to the past. We could uh, stumble around in the present. We could even go to the future. What would you like to do? Mm. The world's okay. your oyster. I'd like to go into a WNBA dressing room. <laughs> I, f I, f I find those athletic Amazon types irresistible. <laughs> oh, what a wasted opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a big round of applause for P.G. Woodhouse. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry about all the murders. No, my thanks to Sir P.G. Woodhouse for his time, and special thanks to Mr. Brian Stack for no particular reason. Join us again next time when our guest will be Aesop. This podcast is produced by Messrs. Ben Zelovansky and Paul F. Tompkins, with special material written by Mr. Zelovansky. The producers wish to thank Cody Fisher, Jim Yatto, Neil Campbell, Susan Hale, and everyone at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre Los Angeles, as well as Lauren Rock, Joel Arkeos, and everyone at 826LA. Our theme was composed and performed by Mr. Ebert Schletter, Esquire. Our program is recorded live and monthly at the UCB Theatre Los Angeles. If you'd like to attend a future recording, tickets may be acquired at ucbtheatre.com. The theatre donates all proceeds to 826LA. For updates on future performances, please like the Dead Authors page on Facebook or visit deadauthorpodcast.org. For additional updates or to ask questions of our guests from the safety of your own thumbs, follow us on Twitter, at deadauthorpod. The original Dead Authors reading series was created by Mr. John Korn. Until next time, this is H.G. Wells saying, the show is over.